I got you, John. I will wipe <laughs> that booty hole. If anyone at this table is wiping anyone's ass, you know it's me. Welcome back to Give, Give it, it to Me, me straight. straight. So, oh, sorry. Did I hurt your feelings by no, taking No, it's fine. Take it. Down? Go ahead. Okay. Welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I'm I Alex. Miss, I missed everyone what do you, this what do you, week. What do you mean? Oh, it's been a week since we've talked to our guests. Our, li- our listeners. Our listeners. Shit. Well, you our just listeners. gave it away. We do have a guest today. Before we jump into today's episode, I would like to say Milo. And Milo <laughs> is that Alex missed martinis. We were very excited for them. And we don't have martini glasses. That's your really your low. Yeah, you don't make a martini in a highball glass. Who cares? Okay, but it's like it tastes what do you mean, the same. Who cares? It's called etiquette. Oh my bad, John. That we moved to a new place and have not yet purchased the correct cocktail glass. I keep forgetting we left everything at that house, our other house. God, you're just like so <laughs> unappreciative, like. <laughs> At le- like, just enjoy what's in it, John. It doesn't matter what's on the outside. I It definitely matters. It's, Ask any bartender. It's just bartender. a vessel for I want a bartender to reach out and be like, that's that's fucked up what she did. Okay. Like, I well, I don't give a shit, so sorry to rain on your parade. Milo is that <laughs> during our travels, we filmed a wedding in Atlanta this weekend. Probably one of the best weddings we've ever done spectacular shout out to mclean events for Woo-hoo. killing it um but so we had to travel there we flew out of raleigh so we drove from richmond to raleigh made it to atlanta the car situation because there's a shortage of rental cars we had to wait almost two hours in line to get a car that we reserved weeks ago. So we flew in around like 10 o'clock at night, like maybe 9.30. We didn't leave the airport until 12.30, one. I don't even know. Well, no, because then once we finally got the car, then we were waiting in line to leave the airport with the car because there was like only one person manning the exit ramp Checking or people out. Oh my gosh. It was just exhausting. But my high, though, is the counter to that, which we had an amazing wedding day. It was a long fucking wedding day, 14 hours of coverage. But like, I cannot wait to edit this one. It was so awesome. Like yeah. between the band and like the people on stilts. I was like, are we what in are Vegas? They called? What is that called? Stilt walkers. Anyways, I just the wedding was really cool because the weddings you normally do, it's like cocktail hour. You do the toast and then you kind of just dance in this wedding had like so many different events throughout the wedding. Well, they just had like entertainment, which was cool. They flew in a band from Mexico. That was insane, but it was fun. La Racundas or something like that. <laughs> R- no. Ricondos. Oh, maybe. I think that's what it, it was. I know it was like the the name of the band was called Los Ricados. It's like R-E-C-O-D-I-T-O-S. I'm sure I'm butchering it, but I mean, there's like 10 guys on the band. It was really cool. Trumpets clarinets shout out to my sister she's a clarinet player people singing <laughs> no flutes <laughs> no flutes yeah and we're just deaf now trombone you know we need to get um head headphones ear ear plugs for oh, yeah, weddings definitely. yeah anyway so there's a bunch of stuff going on that wedding was spectacular can't wait to edit it what's your high with everything that happened this weekend we got back in one piece what do you mean and, like, on time it was just a lot i mean between like everything that happened at the airport and like not going to bed till like two in the morning. Well, it's always a win when you travel with like your gear and that's your career, which is why we don't check we our didn't, bags. My highs, we, we didn't lose anything. Yeah, like we keep everything with us. God forbid, like, you know, something gets lost. We keep our important cameras on us. That way, like we could just still show up and film if we had to um, and miss a tripod. It's okay. But like, it's always nice when everything comes, comes together. Yeah, it comes Come together. together. All right, so we are so excited to introduce our guest. And it's my little LG. LG was my little in my fraternity. Like sweethearts, do you know about See, those? No. Like, you weren't cool enough to be in Greek life, so you don't know what it is. No, I, like, I went to a school where Greek life was a thing, but like I never understood. And like why, like why do guys and girls mix? I thought like frats and sororities were just like separate. You have littles and bigs in them still? Yeah, like, like you have littles and bigs. So like, you also you, have like sweethearts. Were but, you considered like siblings in it? 
All right, I'm going to introduce her now because now, fuck, I don't, now I don't know. Now she's questioning me. So I have my friend LG on here, Lauren Girardi. She, I've known her since I was 18, 19 years old. We went to college together. And, when John uh, wore puka shells. Puka and shells, Jinko frosted jeans. tips. Definitely frosted tips. <laughs> so LG, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, LG. Oh, hey guys. I Thanks. can't. I can't believe. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say <laughs> thanks for having me on. You're gonna let her say two words and then you're gonna just jump <laughs> right, in. Well, no. Right. Yeah, I that's had right. to say I can't believe that you chose to be friends with John. She really didn't have a choice. I yeah. technically kidnapped her. John, yeah, literally. Re- what I was gonna say, rephrase what you just. No, said. I did. Oh, I, no, I, I definitely Wait, kidnapped her. What? How? Why? It was a you creep. What is that? That's like kidnapping it's initiation. night. Initiation. Oh, that's what a kidnapping night. So LG was my next door neighbor. And uh, when we went to college together and like we just partied together. I love this. It was so funny. It was like four guys, four girls. We just raged all the time. I'm like, this girl's going to be my little. She knows how to party. And now I'm going to kidnap her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much something like that. Except when um, he showed up to kidnap me and my roommate, it wasn't a true kidnapping. It was like, hey, I just get in the car. It, I, we're supposed get to blindfold you, but shopping. it's come on. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Long story short, she's a little in our fraternity, like our sweetheart. That's what that is. I don't know. We get we, she gets to wear letters, and that's just how it works. That's this was like 15, 20 years ago. Were I don't you know. In a sorority, like a separate, and like your she was a cheerleader. So like that's their own sorority. It is. Oh, like it dance team. Like dance team was your yeah. own sorority. Yeah, I knew you guys but would get along. Dance. Sororities had like big brothers and so it was like it was a thing you had like honorary people from this is actually really interesting cheerleader and a dancer like you guys don't get along right do you guys like fight the dance team versus cheerleaders not in my school not in my school yeah yeah support each other because we were both on the we both were technically not considered student athletes but we were athletes like more than the athletes were we had a full season all year long, whereas like most athletes had only fall or winter or spring, mm-hmm. and we always had to be in shape. I all guess I'm thinking of that movie like Step It Up or something. I thought like cheerleaders and Bring dancers it on. don't stick it. <laughs> Actually, though, did oh, you go to NDA Nationals? Did you guys go to Nationals? We went to Nationals in in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay, because we did Daytona, and oh, it no, was, it was Daytona. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say if yeah. it was Nationals in Florida, it was probably the same thing. Yeah. But it yeah. is truly like Bring It On. There are people cheering and dancing on the beach, doing stunts. Like, Mm -hmm. if you, it's bring it on though, times probably infinity. Did Radford win like the biggest partier in Daytona? They probably didn't win the, 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 the dancing competition, but they won biggest party. Well, we didn't suck, but we weren't the best. And (laughs) go argue, baby. Yeah. Well, I've, exactly. I never heard of Radford <laughs> until I well, met John. not many people have. They're <laughs> well, getting on the map. from mat. Virginia, you know. True, true. So anyways, yes, we went to college together, and then um, LG took a sabbatical <laughs> from Radford. <laughs> oh. I don't kind of know where she went um, for like two years. That's and a very then... classy way to put it. I um decided to transfer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what we'll call it, and I took some time off. And, Respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And then, you know, after a year, I was like, great, I'm going to transfer to VCU, which is in Richmond. Go Rams. <laughs> and um, yeah, basically, Boof, John, Boof is his nickname, uh, my nickname for him. And yeah, you were living there. I was going to school there. One, of, like, you were like one of two friends that I had the, in the entire city. And we're just like, hey, let's hang out. Now that we're both legally allowed to drink, let's go. <laughs> no one's getting in trouble this no time. No. In tr- <laughs> we were in Radford, then Richmond together, and then I went back to Radford. I don't know. We always just kind of stayed in touch. It was, mm-hmm. it's one of those friendships, you know, like where you haven't seen them for a while and it's the same thing when you see each other again. Right. That's pretty much. And then yeah. you and I moved here and what do you know? She's back here. At it. <laughs> back at it again. <laughs> You know, but you put it perfectly. It's like you have certain friends where you like know no matter what, you're always going to pick back up where you left off. Love it. But now LG is just like my friend, just like I know you just <laughs> took it from now LG yeah. and like Layla and my sister. Alex is just taking over. I think you're over. just I don't have jealous. that many friends to begin with. And now Alex just comes in and just takes. Them yeah, all but it's from not me. like I'm taking your guy friends. I'm taking your girlfriends and your sister like that's just, that's just built in. Sorry. I'm just so glad you I married someone s- cool and awesome because that would be 
there know, was some trial and errors. Some faking it. There was some trial and errors for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. But I say <laughs> he came out on top. Like, Why do we have LG on the show, Alex? Oh, you're asking me. I thought that you usually know what we're talking about, John. I have like cliff notes of why, but I don't know like the actual reason. Well, so... It was my idea, but I also forgot. Yeah, well, I mean, so I would say you guys met in college, and then usually after college, people take a very standard course into life. You transition into an entry-level career. You either stay in the city that you went to school in or, like, venture out to where you get a new, like, entry-level job. But that wasn't the case for you. You did your own thing. So I think, like, we kind of want to talk about stepping out of your comfort zone or maybe doing something a little bit different than what society tells you to do. Because like your story is so cool and unique. And I think that you might inspire someone else to just do, cause like, I feel like you are the inspiration. You are like what people dream about doing and you did it. So tell us a little bit like what you did after you took your sabbatical. Well, <laughs> thank you for that. That's such a huge compliment, um, especially coming from you guys. So yeah, pretty much after I transferred to, to VCU and I graduated a little later than planned, I was in a, I was working a job where it could have been a long-term career. It kept being something like a void that wasn't being filled. And finally, I just, I call it my quarter life crisis. I just was like, snapped. I was like, one day I was like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to travel. I got to, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to figure it out. And I already love to travel anyways. And when I was in Taiwan visiting my cousin, his girlfriend was telling me about casual. Yeah, (laughs) Your cousin just lives in Taiwan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He teaches English over there. He went for like a year and was like, I'll be back. And he's never come back. So it's not like visiting your cousin in like Florida where you're like, Oh, true. Huge left turn there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that, and that was a pretty cool experience in itself, but his girlfriend was telling me, well, if you love to travel, they have these programs like these gap years you can take something called a gap year and I was like what what the hell is a gap year and she's like well basically you can work and travel abroad um basically like fund your travels as you go and I was like holy shit this exists why haven't I ever heard of it and that's like that kind of resonated with me when I came back and then I just had a moment where I was like holy crap if I don't go now it's never gonna happen and I told my boyfriend who um I'm still with and I told him, I was like, hey, like. And how long ago was this? How oh, many years ago? geez, this is probably like coming up on maybe five years ago. Okay. And I was like, hey, like, I don't know. I'm just not happy here. I don't, I know you're on your career path. I don't want to disrupt anything, but I have, I have to go. And at first is maybe just getting a job in another city. And I was planning on moving to New York. I had some, um, interviews lined up with PR firms because that was my major. I graduated with um, a degree in mass comm and a concentration in public relations. And New York is a place. It is. And it is. I was like, I got to be like Samantha. Yes. You know? <laughs> All my Sex in the City fans, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, for, you know, no guys that probably get that reference. But I, did, I, did I do. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yes. the look on your face kind of <laughs> blanked like, over. Samantha? <laughs> I don't know this lady. <laughs> And so it's kind of crazy how the series of of events unfolded because I had my interviews lined up and then this big snowstorm hit. It was in January. So they all canceled and then rescheduled. And then the following weekend, John and I had planned a snowboarding trip. Just the two of us. John is your boyfriend. Oh, sorry. Yes. John is my boyfriend. I just said boyfriend. Yeah. Other John. John. Oh yeah. I know. This is confusing. Right. Because there's two jobs, two jobs here. To circle back, um, I told Johnny P, like, hey, like, I have to, I have to go do this for me. And we were going on a snowboarding trip. Long story short, he broke both of his wrists while he was on like the, the mm-hmm. park in the snowboarding, like Sound, going down the hill. Sounds like him. Um, oh my god. And um, so pretty much <laughs> that trip caused me to reschedule the rescheduled interviews You're because like, I can't leave my boyfriend when he just broke both of he can't even wipe his ass. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. Wait, I, did you actually have to wipe his ass? We came close. Oh. <laughs> he wouldn't let me do it though. I was like, this is love. I will do it for you. But like this, reflecting this, back, this I was like, it was probably best that that didn't happen. I got you, John. I will wipe if, that booty <laughs> hole. If anyone at this table is wiping anyone's ass, you know it's me. That's true. I've John has wiped more asses. Oh, of asses. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah you have. 
for sure. You work with the geriatrics and they can't always mm-hmm. wipe their asses too good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like he, we were living together and I think his parents were out of well, town and I was like, I can't leave though, you. How did that make you feel though? Were you like perfectly okay with staying or did you feel a little bit resentful at first because you were like, wait, I was supposed to go and travel, but well, now I feel... No, that's a good question. I, I honestly kind of, I do feel like certain things happen for a reason, but I also feel like certain things happen to keep you from achieving what you're meant to achieve. So in that moment, it felt like, okay, I'm going to reschedule again. Only one company got back to me about rescheduling. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know. Like maybe we're, I'm meant to go somewhere else. Maybe like I, I knew it wasn't going to stay in Richmond, but I was like, maybe New York isn't the answer. Mm-hmm. And then throughout that period, cause Johnny P had to like stay at home, like Recover. he couldn't work. And in that whole, like a long story short there, he quit his job and was like, you know what? Let's go, let's go travel. I'll go anywhere, but New York. I was like, done. Let's <laughs> do that. Just Johnny P sounds like John. Uh, Why do you guys yeah. hate New York? I know John's with no, no, no H hate New York. <laughs> I love New York. It's literally Me too. My I love New York. City. That's why I wanted to go. go. So pretty much we're like, okay, well, where else can we go that we want to go? And we were looking into California and we're like, holy shit, it's so expensive. If we're going to move there, we might as well move out of the country. And that's when what my cousin's girlfriend was telling me about, about like the travel abroad programs. Like I was like, you know what? Why don't we look into like one of these programs she recommended? And we both realized, you know, probably should go somewhere where it's like mainly like no no language barrier mainly right. English especially speaking. your first time out of the well you i guess you've been to taiwan but like that makes me nervous going to a country that doesn't speak english because i don't know anything well when you're going for a long period of time right. it's okay when it's like a trip if you're gonna live there you know it's if you're just gonna live and work there it's an easier easy. transition exactly exactly so we're like you know what like we looked up this program and it was like live in Australia and New Zealand for like six months, six months. It's your year abroad. There's some trips in between. We help set you up with a job. We, you know, we help you find a place to live. Like pretty much so oversold nice. and under-delivered. So that, that makes you more, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh. It makes you oh, sound comfortable. Oh, it sounded awesome. Well, you made it sound like it sounded really good, but I guess it wasn't. They definitely oversold and under-delivered. Oh, okay. And so I think, but I think maybe... I felt that way because as like Americans were so like structured planning, we need to have like this figured out and like, boom, 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 boom. And so I think maybe it was a European based company. And I think because maybe over there, it's a little more like casual, it's known and it, you know, common knowledge, like this is what you do. It's, you know, it's just encouraged. And so I think maybe just to us, it was a little, like, it was so abnormal that we're kind of so blinded by the casualness of it. So we're like, okay, let's do this. We have all our ducks in a row. And a week before we're supposed to fly out, we are, we're moving. We had to move out of our townhouse and we're staying with Johnny P's mom for the last few days before we left. And the truck that is carrying a lot of our stuff, like the tailgate fell open. Backtrack for a second. Yeah. So you ha- you had to get out of your townhouse mm-hmm. and you were going to stay with Johnny P's mom for a couple of days mm-hmm. before you leave to go out of the country for whatever yeah. this thing is you're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you packed all your stuff out of the townhouse. It's in this U-Haul or whatever. Yeah. You guys are driving to our parents' house mm-hmm. right now. If you have such a big bruise on your arm. What happened? When we wrestled yeah. the other day. Oh. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> when we fought the other day. No, we actually fought. Like we Oh, like, I thought it was code. Oh no, no, no. That's <laughs> oh, we had sex afterwards. Yeah, no, but we like <laughs> fi- like we like have fun when like we, fights. When we drink, we wrestle, but it's funny because it's like We're both like shit. Anyone <laughs> could win. Yeah. At some point between like point A to point B, which was like a half hour trip. One and only box flies out of the truck. Oh it was God. covered. The tailgate fell down. Come to find out it had his passport <gasps> in there. No. Oh my God. No. My future engagement ring. No. <laughs> I do remember him saying he lost the engagement <gasps> Wait, ring. Wait, so he had it packed in a box and mm-hmm. that box mm-hmm. fell out of the tailgate. The only box, the only box that flew out and it was pulling like a u-haul trailer i don't know johnny p sound i'm a witness <laughs> wait did I you guys saw- ever did you go and find it when i say we drove up and down po white parkway 
for two days straight. We drove up and down Poet White Parkway for two days straight. Didn't sleep. Looking for it. And the craziest thing is there was no remnants of it. We're panicking. We're like, oh my God, we're supposed to leave in a, like a week. We don't have your passport. Shockingly, he had a backup passport that we what? found for when y'all went to Australia. Oh, so he had like a year left on that thing? Basically. <laughs> Probably. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did because he had, to, he had to take care of like switching it over when we actually moved to Australia. So, and that's why I say when sometimes a big life change is about to happen, whether it's career, marriage, just a move, like shit hits the fan truly because I think something is preventing you from something greater. And my, one of my coworkers, I was just so down about it. I was like, you know what? I think we're going to have to put this trip off. I think we're going to have to wait, figure this out. This is before we found out he found the other passport. And she was like, girl, this is not a sign that you shouldn't go. This is a sign that something's trying to keep you from going. You need to find a way to get on that plane. And I was mm. like, that's yeah. an interesting, that's an interesting perspective though, because yeah. you could look at, you could look at that scenario from either way, but it's really just like, what is your perspective? Exactly. And so it, we worked it out. We found a way. If hopped a will, on a plane. A yep. Hopped on the plane. Didn't. We out this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys know that you were going to stay as long as you did? Or did you kind of like have mm. a plan to go and you were like, we'll figure it out. Like we got a one way ticket. We'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly that. We're like, okay, well, we know we have this welcome week to attend through the program that we paid to be a part of. The plan was to do six months in Australia, six months in New Zealand. We didn't have any jobs lined up. We knew that we would have resources to help us find the jobs. But basically, it was kind of like, okay, we're just going to go and wing it. Fortunately enough for me, on the flight over there, uh, the girl I was sitting next to, she was from Texas. We had the same major. Cool shit. We're just kind of drinking wine on the plane for like, six out of 14 hours and we like became good friends and she's like look when you land my fiance and I are going to take you out take you guys out on your first weekend in the city and my job hasn't filled my position so if you need a job after you've kind of settled in hit me up what what does she do (laughs) she was advertising administrative operator for the biggest magazine company in Australia. Of course. LG's, <laughs> well, I'm not going to say you're lucky because you, you're not lucky, but like that's not at lucky. All. Yeah, but, but like lucky the way, <laughs> but I think it's good karma. What goes around comes mm. around. Like you just being a good, positive person. Mm. I think the universe just rewards yeah, you for you that. You attract what you put out. Yeah, and for sure. So, um, and there's no way I will have gotten that job off my visa because they actually didn't even realize the visa I was on would Wasn't qualify me for their job or for this career job. Um, I was on the working holiday visa and that job or that visa is supposed to allow you kind of short-term work over the span of the year that you're there. You're supposed to switch jobs every six months and they ended up making it work for me and um, actually wanted to give me citizenship to stay on with their company. Hell yeah. And then John's job, he didn't find it so easily, but when he did find it. Is this Australia like VDOT? Is this where he was like <laughs> yeah. scooping up kangaroos off the side of the road? Yes. This poor guy. LG gets like the the luxury job. John's over there. I'm seeing no. I'm seeing videos of John but like shoveling you know what, kangaroos though, off I the side loved of the it, road. Though. I think there's, there's a lot to say for a person who was so supportive of you because this is something that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I'm on board. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, like I will scoop dead kangaroos off of the road. Do you feel like you there was like any convincing period or was he on board from the start? Oh no, he definitely not on board. And that's, oh, not the, okay. that's not a slam against him. It's just, he had a career path. He had, he already finished school. He'd done his traveling. He, um, yeah, he had a vision of where he wanted to be in a timeline of, you know, when to get married and when to have kids and like basically what's kind of embedded in our culture from the beginning, like high school, college, career, marriage. And it's, and actually what is a little mind blowing is that really like the more, so I bartended after college too. And along with like the job that, you know, was, could be my career job. And the more people I spoke to that were older, like everyone we get to talking would say their biggest regret is not have traveled more, not Mm -hmm. like, I wish I didn't get into this career as early as I did because now I'm locked in. And if I walk away now, I have a family to support. And I think that's why so many midlife crises happen. Um, because you just get like this, you wake up one day and you're like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like either you're not happy or you're just, you need a change. And so, 
the fact that he had like talked to his dad and his dad basically said, look, son, if you love her, go, you can always come back to a job. Right. You're still young. I think it's just so embedded in our brains that you have to do this like step by step by step process to be successful and happy. And there's other alternatives and no one realizes like, or you could go see the world, Mm -hmm. take your gap year, that year between high school and you have the rest of your life to work. So LG, it just sounds like you have to communicate with your partner. Uh, We have to fill LG and LG. We all have to sing (laughs) ready on the count of three. One, two, three. Communication. Honestly, it gets me every time. We just are so angelic. Okay. Anyway, continue. Rest you know, of your even life my professors in OT school, right when we graduated, she was from Croatia. She was like, don't start work immediately because you have your whole life to work. You should just go and experience the world. Like go travel, go do these things. Well, I mean, I think it's easy to say when you come from a place of privilege and not saying that like we are all privileged, but like you do, it does cost money to travel. You can't just like hop on a plane and go to Australia and like figure shit out. Like, did you save up for it? Like you guys said that you did save up for it, but. Well, it's funny you say that Alex, because you kind of can't. It's just a matter of, do you have the willpower okay. to, yeah. to save the money? So you're, you're flying, you have to make the money for the flight there, but like LG didn't just go and hang out. LG right. worked Work. the whole time. You could travel for cheap and you can make your way while you're there. But mm-hmm. like, don't just get into something like automatically, like your career. Like you could just do odd jobs here and there and just live your life for a little bit. I don't think that people realize though that like, everyone's path is different and you can take a different journey to get there. So did anyone tell you, no, you shouldn't do this because of X, Y, Z? Ironically, a lot of people told me you'll never be able to buy a house when you get home. And you know, <laughs> right. I, I'm in real estate now. Yeah. And so, um, people with, with were the house. so, yeah, with, with the house, <laughs> FYI. But so many people were concerned about me not being able to buy a house. I'm like, I think that's my problem. Thank you. And they're like, well, you'll never come back when you're going to have a tough time reassimilating back into culture. And while there is some truth to that, it's like, okay, so the fear of those reasons is going to hold was me back. Was it the closest people to you that were saying that? Or is it kind of like... It was a mix. It was a mix. Some people, some fam, like most of my family, actually all of my family was supportive. Oh, good. It was really older friends. People would just be like, oh, why are you doing that? And I don't know if it came from a place of, I don't even want to say jealousy. But like but, insecurities for them. Right. 100%. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, it's so embedded in their brain. This is not what you do. They couldn't like wrap their head around what I was doing. And, and granted, I think, you know, I might be skipping a a little bit ahead of here, but when you mentioned earlier, John and I worked the whole time, that was actually probably one of my biggest regrets because even though you just save up the money to get your flight, to get over there and have some spending money or set yourself up for like a month or two, you'd be all right. But because we still had that mentality, like, oh my gosh, we got to have this career job. We have to work the entire time. We were told when we landed, travel first, then get your job. And we're like, well, no, no, no. We have to get our job and get established and then we'll travel. You'll and find it's kind time. of like I, we carried that American mentality mm. abroad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my God, like I wish we just would re- kind of planned this out and traveled first because- we did get sucked back in. Granted, over there, they have a better work-life balance. So it didn't really feel so much the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. goodness, you could be working at 7-Eleven and the, you still get four paid weeks of vacation a year. Wow. Like, Damn. They just are like, oh, you're sick? We believe you. Go home. We're here. It's like, you're sick? Suck it up. So how long did you guys stay? Supposed to be one year. Turned into two. A year in both countries. One year in Australia. I literally remember... In Richmond, I think you picked me up from a bar or something. You had that like busted up white Mustang, no <laughs> interior, like to the door. It was like just like the metal of the door. And she was like, Yeah, Boof, I'm going to Australia with John. I'm like, Wait, for like a couple of weeks. Right. Like, like you think she's like, like, No, uh, vacation. I'm, she's like, We're going. We're going to just like experience it and go for a while. And I'm like, Oh, that is so, so cool. ballsy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's right, though, because like, People who don't know, like me, I'm like, fuck, that's crazy. That well, you I just, think, but I'm was jealous at the same time. Right, like things that are unknown scare people. Like if people don't know something about something, it scares them. So you know, we've dealt with that as well. Like our lifestyle scares a lot of people because it's not like we really, you know, like we have a consistent 
income with weddings, but it's not necessarily promised that someone's going to book us for a wedding or, you know, but any entrepreneur kind of knows that life. When you have the exteriors or the exterior people in your life judging you or like people who you rely on. And again, you said your family was really supportive, but I feel like when you get a lot of constant judgment, it can make you feel a little bit nervous. So like, what was your, did you have any reservations before you left? Oh yeah. So many, like, am I making, like, it was a constant, like, am I making the right decision? Like one day I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. And the other day it's like, oh my God, like people start getting in your head. And while like, I think, like, I know my family was supportive. I think they were kind of like, she's not really going to go like, like why, why leave? And even though they were supportive, half my friends weren't. And then you just kind of start to doubt yourself. You're like, well, my gosh, well, I I could stay another month and make like more money to go. But the truth is you're never going to feel like you're having enough, you're going to have enough money to do anything, to get married, to move, to buy a house, to travel. You just got to do it. It's so true. And it's so hard. Yep. We say that all the time. Like when it comes to, I'm good, but then I'm not good. Yeah. Well, like if, right. If I get this job, if I do that X, Y, Z, you know, whatever that may be, but like booking a vacation, you're never going to have the money for the vacation. You're always going to have, you know, your reservations as to like, you can't afford this. You have this payment coming up, but like, I'm not saying get into debt at all because that's not what you should do. But I do think that you're always going to have an excuse and you're never going to feel ready for anything. You just have to take the leap. You just have to go. So you had all, you had (laughs) reservations, which makes sense. Everyone would. So, but once you got there, did you have reservations? I mean, when we, landed and we stayed in this hostel that wasn't the best we had definitely had an oh shit moment like <gasps> what did we do <laughs> what did we do oh my god and then we did our welcome week and we met all these other people who were exactly in the same position we were and we're all like yeah whatever like if it doesn't work out we'll just fly home and honestly that's like what you're in a new place you're always like going to feel a little uncomfortable that you have in the back of your head like that's your safety net like yeah. oh fuck it i'll just leave if i have to right i mean it's yeah. true yeah exactly and so you know of course it's a little nerve like it's exciting it was exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time it's like oh my god we're gonna leave live we could live anywhere and, and like literally at one point after we had done our welcome week and done surf camp and seen all the sightseeing spots of sydney John and I were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, I could hit up that girl I met on the plane. And I was like, or we could go strawberry picking on the Gold Coast and, <laughs> and just like go live off, you know, and like make $20 an hour. And then we could just move to the next city. $20 and- an hour. <laughs> Fuck it. I will move there. The world is your oyster. Picking strawberries, <laughs> yeah. bro, I'm there. I well, remember like <laughs> John chose, literally John chose scooping dead kangaroos instead of picking yeah, strawberries. Yeah, yeah. So hindsight after spending your time there and now being where you are today mm-hmm. how do you feel like that has changed you or impacted your future career life relationship I have a much higher respect for the work-life balance granted right now I am like hustling way too hard well you're in real estate that's just the market that yeah, it is yeah um but it makes me I don't know when because when we're over there too like we traveled over to Asia and like you know you just kind of like see different parts of the world that make you so eternally grateful for the country that you were born in and grew up in and the opportunities that are presented to you changes the way you look at life and the way you value certain things. I mean, and being that far away, like I was 25 hours from my family and friends. So now I don't take that for granted. I try to make as much time as I can for family and friends because before, like I almost had an opportunity to stay and that would have been like, maybe once a year seeing them right not over FaceTime like in person I guess it comes down to like your values and what you want like traveling was great then but you know at some point you do miss your family or like things happen and things yeah people move sure. on yeah and also too I mean despite kind of like the rat race in America it's also made me so appreciative of the opportunity here in the states where mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of took that for granted before, even though like New Zealand and Australia are for our first world countries, like just the opportunity that truly exists in this country is very, I, I feel like not enough people appreciate it. And, um, and also just, I don't know, being like on that side of the world too, like here, we're like, let's go travel to like Mexico, St. John, like, you know, wherever Europe and over there, it's like, let's go to, you know, Thailand and Bali and Fiji. It's like, I didn't even think of that, that like 
it's such a big to do for them to go anywhere else besides oh, there. Yeah. And, and also, well, put it in perspective, though, how big, I mean, Australia is like. It's the size of the United States. I thought it was bigger. Actually, like geographically, the size of the United oh, States. Like I'm full of shit. United States is 27% larger. Fun fact, John, coming okay, in Okay, here we go. United States is 27% larger than Australia. Australia is approximately 7,741,220 square kilometers, while United States is approximately... 9,833,517 square kilometers. I can't believe I got that right when I said that. I'm so proud of I myself. I was thinking the same thing. Boom, I was like, baby. John is reading these numbers. Are they correct? It actually shocks me, though. I would have thought that like Australia was a quarter of the size of the U.S., not three-fourths of the size. That's I wild. I went on a fucking gone train. John and I went on it. It's 24 hours through the desert. I would have thought it was 10 times the size of the United States being on that train. Well, I've never been. I would love desert to go. for hours what would you say to someone who is in your position today if they are dating someone or in a relationship or in a place that they are in a corporate job but they've always dreamt of traveling and they're just really not in a place that they can actually do it but like it's part it's what they want to do deep down i mean it is tough if you have already like bought a home or if you have a pet or you know if you have kids because there's more than just you you're responsible for but if you can make it work I mean it's only if you keep putting it off it's only going to get tougher I think if it scares you it's probably a good thing yeah not, for sure well, not like that scary but well like, I mean that's like what I've always heard as well whether it's a quote that I saw on Pinterest or you know, maybe that's why it's resonating with yeah, me subconsciously. yeah if it scares you it's like either do it you know or it's yeah. a good thing but like you we say this all the time like you have to get uncomfortable to grow and mm -hmm. so if it is something that scares you or it is something that's going to make you uncomfortable it's probably better for you in the long run completely and when I was abroad like we met people in hostels that were like in their forties and fifties. And they're like, yeah, I just decided to take a sabbatical, a real sabbatical yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, I just decided now's the time and they're traveling by themselves. And like this trip encouraged me to take my first solo trip. And I went to Thailand and my mother was terrified that I was going to get sold into sex slavery and get <laughs> trafficked across, you know, the world. Honestly, I, I did it because I really wanted to volunteer with rescue elephants and I went and I'm so glad I did it because I made friends there from like Brazil, France, all over the world. And we were all there by ourselves. Like you get I love buddied that. up and I got to feed I'm and such bathe. A pussy. And I would scoop never poop. go by myself on a trip. So where are some places though, if you want to travel solo or do these, like where do you find these programs? So you're like Google. It's a lot, exactly <laughs> a lot of Googling because unfortunately if it's, volunteer it's not always ethical if you have to do what do you homework. mean by that it's not ethical so for example like if we're taking the rescue elephant experience there was so many companies and businesses in thailand that made it appear you're here to like Save volunteer and say and yeah but then they have like then someone on a blog is like, oh no, they had like 17 of those guys chained up on like the back of the property. Like oh. it's just, it's all, they know it's a tourist attraction. So if you don't find the right business or, you know, program to volunteer with, like you really just have to do your homework on, on their values and like what they stand for. Yeah. Like you got, like, I think I went digging for like six hours and found across like a couple blogs. This one was ethical. You know, you're not really exposed to that and, unless you choose to be in put yourself out there and take the right, rest. Right, right. So pretty much this experience that you've had, do you think this has made you a stronger person? It's made you more cultured. I, I love, is, is that the, okay. is that cultured. your culture? Are you <laughs> yeah. such a cultured person now? <laughs> I think this experience is, well, cause it's not over, like you guys still love to travel, you know? Oh, like, it, it just encouraged, just like the travel bug just grew. 10 times and you and John it. have a house see going to Australia yeah, yeah. didn't stop you from getting True. a house <laughs> I think I think your experience though has made you the person you are today like you are such a social outgoing person you have a great personality and your interpersonal skills are awesome and I think that helps you with what you're doing real estate now is that mm -hmm. what you're doing I am I am and I think everyone's constantly trying to search for their identity like what's you know who am I what's going to make me me what's going to make me stand up for this or be confident in this and I feel like you really don't like kind of like what you're saying to your point earlier, Alex, you're not going to get there unless you're pushed out your comfort zone, whether it's 
at your job or traveling or whatever it is. So I think this helped me have a greater appreciation for other cultures, for what other people value, hearing different points of view, um, just seeing like what other, like how simplistic other like cultures are and really just helping me become who I am and trying to instill that and let that like resonate with the people around me. And, and I encourage anyone like there is a third option. Like you don't have to just go straight into the workforce. You don't have to go straight into college. Um, honestly, I went, I wanted to travel since high school and my parents really pushed me to college and what I do the first two years. You had a great Take keg time. stands and freaking you met kegs great and friends, eggs. Dick. <laughs> what, ev- what everyone does freshman and sophomore year I of college. I did. Built, I, ne- I don't regret the friendships one bit. You built longstanding relationships. We had mm-hmm. a listener a write in a few weeks ago asking because she wanted to travel and her boyfriend did not. And so, would mm-hmm. if John did not want to travel with you, would this have been a make or break type of situation? Would you have gone regardless? I think if I would have stayed, I would have resented him if he didn't want to make the choice. If he didn't make the choice on his own, he would have like resented me. He would have, if I would have forced him along or I don't know. I just think that if you want to go like, and you don't because of somebody else, whether it's a family member, a boss, a girlfriend or boyfriend, You'll end up resenting them, and it's going to be really tough to fu- to work through that down the road. I think what you said earlier, because when you did talk about bringing up the topic of traveling, you told John, I don't want to disrupt what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then he made the choice on his own to go. Correct. So Correct. it's not like you were dragging him there and held something over his head or gave him an ultimatum. But I do think it would speak volumes if it went a different way. Sure. I mean, I told him, I was like, look, like, I love you. You're my person, but I'm going with or without you. And I'm sorry if that's harsh, but I will resent you if I don't go. Please come with me. And at first, pushback was there. Mm -hmm. But he came around because he loves me, too. And he wants to be with me, too. Not for nothing, though, man. But talk about a like an experience to have with your significant other, like a bonding moment. Like if you guys can travel together for two years, not knowing what the fuck you're doing, not getting the job, going through all these adventures and experiences, and you guys come out together still, that is a strong fucking so, relationship. <laughs> so we're going to do an episode on traveling and that's the episode that we're going to have John on for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and don't get me wrong. It wasn't all perfect the entire time because we were both adjusting and discovering new parts of ourselves that we hadn't introduced to each other and no less ourselves. So it was a little tough to work through some of those things. But in the end, like we had each other, you know, we got to have those memories together. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like you have that for the rest of your lives. Like the shit you guys have done and gone through together. Like that's, that's crazy. Again, thank you for joining us. I think you for having me. You and your experience is such a good testimony and hopefully will inspire other people to break the norm and step out of their comfort zone and do something that isn't necessarily Super and party in different countries, yeah, exactly. Rage face. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is the party life out like in well, Australia? Epic. I can actually help yeah. out. Yeah, oh, attest to that. This so he John, steps in. Yeah. This is this is where I uh, experienced from Australia. It was. I don't want to hear about it, John. Truly, oh, I don't care. It's an eighteen and up drinking age. <laughs> That's so why it's I like it. A little crazy. Like Nineteen or twenty when I went. So <laughs> like my oh, first time yeah. going to the bars legally was in Australia. How many girlfriends do you still have in Australia, John? None. Okay. Only Johnny P. <laughs> Shout out to Carlton Draft, which is a really good beer uh-huh. in Australia. So, LG, we do a segment called Would You Rather? Do you have a question? You could think of one. I have a question for both of you. This is from oh, one of okay. our listeners. So I have to say thank you for sending in this Would You Rather. How come nobody's sending me any? I literally went, hey, my Instagram's well, jbufar2. Well, send them to me. This is my section. She's a little bit hotter. Just, Sorry. I guess so. I will <laughs> say she didn't send it to me personally. She sent it to the uh to the podcast guys Alex didn't, Alex didn't give me access to that so uh you have it you said you don't want it I don't okay so guys would you rather marry someone with their ex's name tattooed on their chest or you know anywhere on them 
Or, you know what? No, their chest because it's like right there yeah, in prominent. On their face. No, on their chest. Or marry someone whose ex lived next door to you for the entirety of your marriage. Tattoo on their tattoo chest. On what the, the chest. fuck kind of question? Obviously. Tattoo on the chest. Definitely. And then I would make her tattoo something else. That's true. <laughs> you can fix that. Yeah. Or like I'd name our dog after that name. I would just have her tattoo like something anything over else? anything else. Okay. But like in relation to me. But like I feel she's... like that's a rule you can't tattoo over it. Right, fuck still me be that there. Rule. You know what, LG? I like that rule. Mm-hmm. You like this person? It is stuck. You can't. LG get has it. a rose bush on her rib cage. Like, don't listen to it her. It is a cherry blossom tree, and it's basic as fuck. And I don't care. And yeah. it also says everything happens for a reason. All right. <laughs> How more cliche do you get than that? Like this tattoo. I feel like that she was a, a bunch trend. of shrubbery tattooed I on feel her like chest. Though, it is che- elegant. But I tree. feel like the cherry. What is it called? The cherry, cherry tree? Blossom. Cherry blossom. I'm like the cherry tree. Um, <laughs> George I, Washington. Yeah. Shrubbery. But I feel like the that was a trend, just how like the birds and the feather was a trend at some time. And the infinity sign. No, the arrow. And the well, tramp right, stamp, the you know, yeah. all the above. All the tattoo trends. All the tat trends. I'm too much of a pussy. I do not have a tattoo because I'm indecisive. So, Well, oh, since I have a tribute to you on my arm, you should probably have a tribute <gasps> to you? me on your face. I changed my last my name to warm. your fucking last name. About that's a, do you know how two, hard and annoying that is? That's an invisible tattoo. Exactly. Two years later. Change your name, John, and then I'll get a fucking it's tattoo. It's expensive. And then it's a lot of passport changing and driver yeah. license and bank accounts. Oh, my God. It's We've been married for almost two years and I'm like now getting around to it. So it's fine. I'm a, a boof nasty now. All right, John, what's your would you rather? I would change my last name to boof nasty though. We should. should you won't like because it's too annoying to, to just change it. Well, that was the issue with our wedding. We couldn't come up with a wedding hashtag. So like when people were like, are wedding hashtags boof, worth it? I'm like, it no, no one cares about wedding hashtags, but it's really just because I'm too bitter that we couldn't get a good one. What is your would you rather? Would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry every day for 20 minutes randomly lose the ability to cry yeah a hundred percent i agree with that lose the ability to cry you know that probably turn into like having dry eyes <laughs> oh, is that a medical okay. thing i'll bring drops with me uh, maybe i'm making it up maybe the I'm only not. issue <laughs> the only issue is that like to to cry i feel like those aren't equal would you rather it's like that's not a hard choice because like crying yours wasn't a hard choice i would just tattoo Either tattoo over a name or live with the ex next that. door for 50 years. Are you fucking, hey, Jim, what's up? You used to hook up with my wife. I what's just up? feel like never cry. That's like, terrible. no, like sometimes you need a good cry because like you just feel it. But like that is very. Now rich. I'm just thinking of Jimmy like, hey, you want to come over for a beer? Like, Can I no, you hooked up with my wife, dick. I'm not going to, I'm not okay. just a beer with you. But I feel like crying at, at times, it's like when you need a good cry, it's very rare that you need a good cry. So I'd rather mm-hmm. not. Not cry then one cry time of the month every yeah exactly mm-hmm. like i'll watch marley and me or like <laughs> the notebook i don't fucking know get my good cry out i'm good for no, the you, month no, you can't cry at all no but that's my point is like when you need a good cry so like i would obviously rather not cry at all than cry every day for 20 minutes at a random time that i have no idea like it's a no-brainer yeah. I don't know why you're getting aggressive. It was just a question. <laughs> LG, what's your answer? Oh, Lord. She, she already responded. Spot. She already said. Oh, wait. My answer or my question? Your answer. Oh, yeah. Not being able to cry at all. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. now you can ask your question. Would you rather get a Charlie horse every single day? For how long? 45 seconds twice a day or have a paper cut? <laughs> 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 would you okay would you rather wake up with the charlie horse every morning or start your week off with a paper cut start my week off with a paper cut so okay you get one paper cut a week or you get a charlie horse every morning yeah i'll take the fucking paper cut have you had a paper cut yes paper cut once a week or charlie horse every morning lg it's like for as for being one of my good friends it's like you don't care about coming on my show our show and like bring no, in some good I, shit John, okay 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 i feel like that was a good question because she's done you're being I'm, nice and i love you no no no. i'm choosing charlie horse because paper cuts burn throughout the week and the day well lg i love you thank you so much for coming on today LG is a badass real estate agent in the Richmond, Virginia area. She's crushing it. 
Give him your tag, girl. <laughs> she'll find you a house or she'll sell your house. Thank you for having me on here. It has been so enjoyable talking about one of like my favorite phases of my life. So to everyone out there who's even questioning it, contemplating it, go do it. If you need help getting started, please, please, please reach out to me. I'm in real estate now, so you can find me at Liz Morton Associates, my little slogan is finding you a home for all your happy hours i love it please because everyone's hosting happy hours at home now even even after things open are opening up i'm like i'm still rather i'd still rather have happy hour at home Mm -hmm. so if you're in the richmond area what's your um, instagram oh if you don't mind yeah sure it's l underscore g and i'm gonna spell that one out e l l e underscore g e e E E. That was four E's. <laughs> four E's. So come find me. Love um, it. Well, we will tag you. Facebook. Yeah. What a, what a double combo. If you're trying to leave the country, she could give you advice and at the same time sell your house <laughs> yeah. for you. You're like, yeah. you want to leave? Bye. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate guys. it. Thank you, LG. It was so great having you. And I'm excited to have you guys on again. I'm sure like once we get another microphone, we'll have we're we'll be happy to have John uh, yeah. on as well. He's, oh, all he's your wild the comic. Stories. And I love you guys. So it means the world to me that you brought me on to this next chapter of your life and what you're doing. So I'm here to support you and I just appreciate the time. Oh, thank you. So we would be jumping into our segment, give it to me straight, but apparently you guys don't need any advice. We just answered everyone's questions. They're good. We have gone through all the questions in our inbox and we're dry. So unless you guys (laughs) uh, know the answers to everything, and don't want to hear from us. I know you want more unsolicited advice, so yeah. feel free to. Maybe that's what it is. People are just like, I don't care what you guys have to tell me. <laughs> but like, if you have like anything, it doesn't have to be a relationship. It could just be like, um, what should I make for dinner tonight? That's true. <laughs> we can battle it out over that, over chicken parm or eggplant parm. What? No. What? Like, no. Well, if you guys are interested in finding us on Instagram, you could find us at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. If you have any questions, you could email us at hello at give it to me straightpodcast.com and you can find our website at give it to me straightpodcast.com. And if you guys are loving our podcast, please give like us, and subscribe. Give us a five star review and tell us what you're loving or what you're not loving, but mostly what you're loving. So anyway, we will see you or talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.